Hey everyone, I'm Jacob. I'm Gabriel. I'm Aranya. We're the intellectuals. These are the issues. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Intellectuals Present Tackling the Issues podcast. Today, the issue at hand is big data. Now, the term big data refers to large amounts of data, fast data that is so complex that is difficult or even impossible to process using traditional methods. And now, when you talk about uh, big data, you talk about the four Vs, that's volume, velocity, variety, and veracity. Uh, Talking about volume, that's large amounts of data, organizations collecting data from a variety of sources, Velocity is uh, handling data streams in a timely manner uh, and making sure data isn't torrented using RFID tags, sensors, and smart meters. Variety, data comes in all different formats, and then veracity refers to the quality of the data. So uh, big data can be useful for analyzing customer patterns, but it also has a variety of uh, ethical and legal implications. Uh, so. That's what we're going to go into detail with today, starting with Aranya. So uh, to start off, the biggest, obviously, advantage of big data is its ability to uh, improve business processes. The biggest advantage, obviously, is to help businesses gain a massive competitive advantage, a massive competitive uh, bonus uh, among their non-big data using employee um, competitors. So apart from being able to understand as well as target customers better, analyzing big data can result in improvement and optimizations of certain facets of business operations. For example, mining big data, retailers can not only explore patterns in product consumption uh, and production, but can also promote better inventory management, improve supply chains, optimize distribution channels, and among other things. Um, This is a massive advantage for businesses as it allows them to gain a competitive edge. It allows them to see what uh, products are trending, what products are not so trending and adjust their uh, business practices, their business procedures uh, more efficiently, more quickly and more uh, effectively. Uh, For example, uh, Marks and Spencer, they used uh, big data. They used the way their products were viewed online, the way that products were viewed um, in stores. Again, going back to a variety of data, big data does not just come in online data. It comes in physical sales. It comes in um, global sales. It comes in uh, advertising success, advertising campaigns. And all of this data has been uh, restructured and analyzed by Marks & Spencer to produce uh, a more efficient, more faster, and um, more quickly trending line of sales, which has increased their profits by about Uh, I believe 2% in 2018. So uh, just a further explanation on what big data actually is Uh, from Arania, I'm just going to ask you, big data, when you think of big data, you think of large volumes of data, but it really isn't just that. You also need to consider the speed, uh, the velocity of the data uh, as it comes. Uh, Yes, of course. The biggest selling point of big data, especially in the digital age that we live in now, is that it can be collected from anywhere at any time, perhaps even live as the data is coming in. This makes it um, an interesting task for data analysts as not only do they have to measure and distribute and analyze massive quantities of data, they have to do it in real time, almost every second of every day, of every minute, of every hour. And um, this makes it a challenge for data analysts as they not only have to 
make uh, take into account the difficulty of intercepting and collecting lots of data but also of sorting through it so quickly quickly enough to meet uh, business demands to meet consumer demands and um, keep up to date with all the changes in this rapidly diversifying rapidly um, more connected world um, however the impact of big data cannot be overstated um, its impact reaches in medicine where computing power of big data analytics enables us to decode entire DNA strings in minutes and will allow us to find new cures and better understanding and, pre and predict disease patterns. In addition, big data also helps um, with predictions with AI and machine learning. Uh, the more big data is used in such machines, the, more, the better they become and the more predictions, the more accurate predictions they can produce. This is done in cars where instead of just trying to analyze and use like the idea that if a, if a person is there, what do you do? If, if the light turns red, what does the car do? Instead, all the, all the um, machine learning does is they follow what a good driver does and they try to predict, oh, in this situation, what would a good driver do? This is how influential it can be in, in modern life. Uh, piggybacking of Jacob's idea of uh, how it, big data is used in AI, there's actually a surprising precedent of the use of an AI in video games, especially newer video game titles which are becoming more efficient, more streamlined for even low um, power gaming laptops or PCs or whatever. Um, basically the way these games work is that they not only take data from one user or from a hundred users, they take it from every single user on the platform that is using the video game and they use that data to produce uh, artificial intelligence or if you want to say it deep learning algorithms that manage to use the data the incoming data and process it in such a way that it produces an AI which is on par or even better than some of the best players in the world um, all of this may be a bit old the best example of this was the deep learning algorithm uh, deep blue which was used uh, which fought against uh, chess grandmaster Gary Kasparov and defeated him actually not just to tell me but a proper full defeat which even though and this is old news by the way this occurred in 1994 or something and that was when before big data was really even actualized as a as a concept so already even almost 30 years ago we were already developing um, applications for big data such as this and what's interesting is how this will play out in the future how this will use uh, how this will be used in video games, in uh, non-video games, even in other real-life applications. So it shows that big data d isn't limited solely to businesses or professionals. This can be used by the layman. Uh, hopefully, in the coming few years, it'll be used by almost everybody to track uh, purchase histories and m overall make their life and living a lot easier. Uh, however, where big data arrives in murkier waters is with regards to security. For example, the NSA already collects huge amounts of data on American citizens for national security and terrorist threat prevention. But many, many argue that this is a breach of individual privacy. This has become a controversial and hotly debated topic to find the balance between privacy, privacy and security. Because if we want the most security we can have, we will have to sacrifice some privacy. And not everyone is on board with that. Uh, one major reason why this debate has been sparked up is due to the work of Edward Snowden, who's considered a hero by some and a traitor by others. He originally worked as a contract in the NSA until he grew disillusioned with the programs he was involved in. And after failing to raise this issue internally, um, he copied and leaked a huge cache of highly classified information with, from the agency. While most of it didn't pertain to government oversight of domestic activities, 
it, re- it was revealed that the NSA was having, harvesting millions of emails and contact lists, tracking and mapping cell phones, secretly accessing Yahoo and Google data centers to collect information from millions of accounts worldwide. Um, in addition, the NSA was paying uh, private tech companies for clandestine access to communications networks. In my opinion, this represents a huge breach of privacy to not only Americans, but millions worldwide as a secretive agency with little oversight or accountability is able to harvest and have access to huge swaths of data without the person's knowledge or consent. Uh, So I think that with uh, agencies such as the NSA and the CIA, etc, etc, that accountability is essential. So what do you think has been done in Congress to combat these uh, uh, agencies lacking accountability. Uh, I'll get back to Congress in a second, but what I want to talk about is how big data affects businesses. The whole idea that businesses can harvest big data may be useful for them, but the fact of the matter is that we need proper security for our big data. It is our data by definition. We own that data. We have that data. It is ours. We produced it. Therefore, we expect uh, firms who we pay for uh, services such as cloud services like Google Drive, like Dropbox, we expect them to keep our data safely. And if they want to use it, use it in a legal and ethical manner. One way to uh, combat this, and big data breaches occur all the time. For for example, Experian uh, in the United States, a massive uh, credit uh, firm, was recently hacked. Uh, along with, uh, there were three big uh, firms, but Experian was the main one that was hacked. And it leaked almost 200, no, 150 million Americans' credit reports. And this is a massive issue because that massive amount of data is a prime target for cyber attackers who can use that data to commit fraud, to commit uh, a number of crimes, which honestly will be untraceable if all that, since all that data was leaked. So one way to combat this, which has been implemented in the uh, EU is the GDPR uh, law, which um, increasingly tries to limit how businesses are investing pro- in processes, protocols, and infrastructure uh, to maintain and use big data. However, a problem, again, coming back to Congress, is that lawmakers in the United States, not in the EU, but in the United States, have little to no knowledge about big data or even about uh, technology in general. One prime example was uh, the FCC's uh, decision to overturn net neutrality, which was passed by the uh, House, the Congress, everything. Uh, I believe that a few of the congressmen when interviewed after said they didn't use mobile phones, which is bizarre if you think about it. In the 21st century, lawmakers deciding the future of the internet, a vital resource which almost everyone in the world uses, they don't even use a mobile phone, which is absolutely bizarre and unbelievable. And clearly, there needs to be an overhaul in the legal structure pertaining to these high technology new matters. Uh, Gabby, what do you, Gabriel, what do you think about this? Well, I just think that there's definitely a need for further research from Congress people. For example, the Ashley Madison data breach in July of 2015 stole user data of Ashley Madison, a commercial website built as enabling extramarital affairs. Uh, the group stole over 60 gigabytes of data. This was confirmed to be valid on the 18th of August 2015 and 60 gigabytes worth of data. This included home addresses, uh, numbers, real names, search histories, credit card transactions. And I just think that uh, for uh, things like these to be combated properly, it needs to start at the top. And that is with 
legal implications. Um, while we while we've uh, debated on issues uh, that stem from using big data for malicious intent, um, problems also stem from using it for good for good purposes. As we've stated before, big data is hard to analyze with conventional computers and programs. Instead, algorithms are used to try sift through the data, but this has the risk of inadvertently causing biases. Uh, take the instance of using big data in court decisions in the US. Programs such as Compass give a score to people which tries to, and it tries to calculate the likelihood of them committing another crime. However, an investigation by ProPublica found that the formula used was particularly likely to target black defendants as future criminals at twice the rate of white defendants. While data may be neutral, the way it's used may not be, and this is a very key aspect that not only do we need to figure out a way to sort through all the data efficiently, we have to make sure that no biases are involved and that it's used for neutral purposes. Uh, another massive downside of big data is the massive amount of technical expertise required to use it. As Jacob said, the Compass software, um, while not perfect, still required massive amounts of technical proficiency. And that's a key reason for which data experts and data scientists belong to a highly paid, highly coveted group in the IT landscape. Uh, training existing staff or hiring experts to handle big data can increase costs for businesses considerably. Uh, socially, this may create a massive divide between people who are well-versed in data, people who are well-versed in analyzing data, computer science, mathematics, and in, an already, in a world which already highly values uh, STEM subjects, science, technology, engineering, maths, this may create an even larger divide between those working in liberal arts or those who have decided to pursue other careers, and as big data becomes a bigger and bigger part of our lives, we need to have fail-safes or stop-gaps in order to ensure that people who have different interests are not completely ignored by society in favor of uh, analyzing big data, which in itself has not been shown to be completely successful, as stated by Jacob. So another risk of analyzing big data was seen when uh, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg went to Congress and testified in front of them. Social media data is large and includes phone numbers, real names, etc., etc. And Facebook was seen to have been selling this data to a third party. So this is another dangerous way that your data can be seen in the form of big data. Um, another disturbing use of big data comes from the controversy surrounding Cambridge Analytica. Uh, this is a company that offers its services to businesses and political parties to want to, in their words, change audience behavior. It claims to be able to analyze huge amounts of consumer data and combine that with behavioral science to identify people who, who organizations can target with marketing material. It collects data from a wide range, of, wide range of sources, including social media platforms such as Facebook and its own polling. Uh, the Observer revealed that in 2014, 50 million Facebook profiles were harvested by a firm called Global, Global Science Research. Uh, this information was collected through an app which collected details of Americans who were paid to take a personality test, but also gathered data on those on those people's Facebook friends. This information was shared with Cambridge Analytica in a deal, but as it turns out, most of this personal information had been taken without authorization, and Cambridge Analytica used it to build a powerful software program to predict and influence choices at the ballot box. The company worked on the campaign for Donald Trump. On its website, it describes analyzing millions of data points 
to identify the most persuadable voters and issues they cared about, and then sending them messages to move them to action. They have also influenced elections in Kenya, Colombia and India, as well as in the Brexit vote. A whistleblower from the company has said that the UK would not have voted for Brexit without Cambridge Analytica's intervention. Now, while big data is useful and it's undeniably going to change the world, one region which it should probably stay out of is in terms of elections, as if companies and firms are able to manipulate voters into voting a particular direction, then this is a very undemocratic and it's very undemocratic and it's potentially dangerous for the future of many countries. Uh, I think there are definitely some obvious risks with uh, big data that need to be seen. And however, the legal issues that arise because of it in the form of the elections is that politicians that are voted in with the use of big data are not going to want to vote against it. Uh, with that said, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been episode eight of Intellectuals Tackling the Issues. Uh, Intellectuals present Tackling the Issues. Uh, thank you for listening. I think we underlined a lot of points. Uh, we're the intellectuals and we're done here.